Jesus. Come on, are any of you redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we praise you for it tonight, God. You are worthy, Jesus. Amen, amen. Where would we be without the Lord who is on our side? Amen. I am thankful tonight that I am redeemed. Amen. I am redeemed. Praise God. We want to thank you tonight for your faithfulness to the house of the Lord. We're especially glad to have Brother Ashcraft again with us tonight. Amen. We want to invite him to come at this time and bring the word of the Lord this evening. Would you welcome him as he comes? Amen. Brother Ashcraft, have your liberty tonight. Praise the Lord, everyone. Ah, my, my, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Every day He loads me with benefits. Every day, he loads me with benefits. He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. He satisfies my mouth with good things. How can I not shout and run the aisles and speak in tongues and... Oh, my goodness. I have his benefits for breakfast, mid-morning snack, noon, I gorge on it, 10, 2, and 4, you know what I'm saying, another snack, and then a big supper. And here's the great thing, is just before I go to bed, I can get another slug and go to sleep dreaming about more and more and more. He's the God of more. Jesus, Jesus. Will I not clear the deck for you? Will I not walk through doors and remove obstacles for you? Yea, I will do that very thing. If you will follow me, if you will trust me, if you will obey me, I will do these things for you. And it will be above all that you can expect or think or design or dream of. For I am the God of more. And I want you to be blessed, blessed, blessed. Glory to God. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thine the glory. My, 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 my. Pastor, thank you for so much, so much for the invitation here tonight. I, I am very full and, uh, that can be dangerous, but I do see that it is 7.05 p.m. on the sanctuary clock and so I must be observant of that. <sighs> Let's read some scripture together. Um, this Bible that you have, uh, that you probably own many copies of is a manual for the unseen 
The Bible is, is the word that directs you how to maneuver in the unseen world. And that's why we have faith. We have confidence in God's word. From the second book of James, second book of James, a few verses. Begins with verse 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. I'll just stop right there because you get the point. You get the idea. You may be seated and we're going to talk for a few minutes here tonight on opening the doors to the supernatural. We are saved supernaturally. Our salvation is a supernatural event. When we are born again, we are born into the kingdom of God and we are to begin a supernatural life. Now where I came from, we, we did supernatural on Sunday and Wednesday. And it was really supernatural. The dead were raised and cancers were cast out. But Monday, we went back to logic and reasoning. We live by our wits Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. I don't know if I hit a nerve or what, but anyway, that's what we did. We had to be smart. We had to be sharp. We had to outwit the world in which we lived And so we forgot about being supernatural on those off days when we didn't have church. But God wants us to live supernaturally all seven days a week. 24-7, he wants us to live and operate supernaturally. Now, that doesn't always mean that our eyes are going to be rolled back in our heads and our ears are going to wiggle back and forth. But it does mean that we are going to hold to God's word. God's word is spirit and it is life. And if we'll hold to this word, it will carry us into realms of operation and blessing that we have never, ever seen before. You'll be able when your company is going down the tubes to walk in shouting and glorifying God because you know that he is about to put you into a place of betterment, into a place of improvement, into a place of greater achievement than you have ever seen before. We have to get this, but we will not get it. Permit me to uh, to repeat myself. We will not get this by reading a promise at the kitchen sink as we walk out the door. That is not how we get it. We have to be retrained by the word of God. The disciples, uh, they come to Jesus and he says, uh, how, how are we going to feed these folk that have gathered here to hear me? And uh, they say, oh, Lord, you know, a pocket full of change wouldn't buy enough food for all of these that have gathered here. And so what they were doing, even though they had been exposed deeply saturated with the supernatural operation of Jesus Christ, their leader. They had private time with him. They saw his prayer life. They saw his gifts, his operation. Even though they were saturated with that, they still, when they were confronted with a need, reverted back to logic and reasoning. Come on. 
And you and I, Jesus had to redirect them. He had to carry them back into supernatural thinking and supernatural operation. Again, uh, I'm not talking about us falling out and slobbering and all of that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about us living a life that is so consumed with him, that is so full of what he said, that everywhere we go, listen, here's the thing, we are not doing anything unless we are affecting change. You say you had a great service? Okay, what changed? Was anyone convicted of their sin? Was anyone healed? Or did we just feel the presence of the Lord? Listen, we've got to go beyond feeling the presence of the Lord. I love these choir songs that we had. Oh, my goodness. It would have been so easy to hitch my little britches up and do a little Holy Ghost dance because of the rhythm, because of the words, and because of the feelings and the expression. But I don't know that that would have helped anyone else. Come on. I am looking for change. I am looking for legs to grow out. I am looking for sinners to be converted as they drive by on 528. I am looking for something that is 24-7. And you have got the germ for it. You have got the DNA for it. Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to take the responsibility and let it happen? Basically, when we are wanting the doors to the supernatural to be open, basically that happens when there are works that accompany my faith. Faith is in here, but my works will be out here. That's where I want the Spirit of God is here. I've got him in here, but I want him here. I want him to affect someone. I want him to emanate from me. I want somebody to be changed in the grocery store, walking by me and say, wow, what has happened? What something just came all over me. What can you tell me? Yes, I can tell you my supernatural savior has moved on you. There is a glory around me. That is emanating from me into you. So, basically, when we are in need, all we need to know is two things. What is my word and what is my work? All right? So we know that the Lord wants us to have revival. We know that is his word. Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, he has already stated that he wants us to have his presence among us. He delights to be in the midst of his people, especially when they're obedient and when they are worshiping. Hallelujah. But then he goes forward and said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, that's a work, and pray, that's a work, and turn from the wicked way, that's a work, then I will hear from heaven and I'll begin to do some stuff for you. 
greater life. You have the DNA. You have the principles inside of you. You came from the first temple where there was the blessing of the Lord upon you. But listen, he wants to take you and accelerate beyond the first temple into the glory of the second and the latter rain outpouring. I, uh, I tend to be curious and I don't know if that's always so wise, but when I heard about how many have ever heard of the Brownsville revival down in Pensacola, two or three of us. Okay. Uh, I happened to be invited to preach in Pensacola area. So I was there and the Brownsville revival was at its apex. People would stand outside for hours, two blocks along the line, four or five widths as they stood there. Umbrellas, lawn chairs. They wanted to get in there. Why did they want to get in there? Was it because there was a show? No. There wasn't much of a show in there of humanity. But there was a work of the Spirit. You see, if we don't believe that the Lord can work in some of these places, then we don't believe that he could talk to Cornelius. Come on. And so I went and thank the Lord, just down the street from the church, there was a Krispy Kreme donut shop. Yes. My, 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 my. So the pastor and I, we took a break. We went down to Krispy Kreme, and it's an old-fashioned, you know, there's bar stool type thing. And we sat there, little twisty things, and we sat there, and this this nice-looking couple came in, and we began to chit-chat. And they said, "Yeah, we just came from from the revival, and so on and so forth." And I said, "Boy, I would I would just love to 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 be in the service sometime, but goodness, oh, they said, well, you don't have to stand in line because I'm a cameraman." And, and you just, you just come certain doors, certain time, and I'll let you in. You choose any seat in the house. I said, well, praise the Lord. And so I did that certain time. I, I got there. They let me in and I just walked in there and I could choose to sit anywhere in the house. And I chose to sit where I could watch. I wanted to be a spectator. And I will tell you that in that service, there was moves of the spirit that I grew up with. The longer the evangelist Steve Hill at that time gave the invitation, the longer he prolonged it, people started falling in the aisles in travail. How many remember the days of travail? Come on. They travailed. And The more they travailed and the longer he prolonged the altar call, the more people came. I'm sorry that when they got there, they didn't tell them all that we'd like for them to know. But there were changes. There was a manifestation of the Spirit of God 
in that place. And it came because that church and that pastor earnestly desired and invited consistently with hunger the presence of the Lord to come into the place. You see, that's the work. We can say all day, I believe we're living in the last days. I believe we're going to have revival. But until there is a work of hunger, a work of reaching, a work of pressing the violent, take it by force. You have the opportunity. Do not squander that opportunity, please. I have studied and read, some of you heard of the Toronto Revival. There was a pastor, John Arnott. I can't think of his wife's name right now. I hope this is okay, pastor. If it's not, then I'll be back when I'm 85. All right. Praise God. Here's the thing. They were so hungry. John and his wife were spending 16 hours a day minimum just trying to keep the ones that were coming saved as they knew it. Just trying to keep them coming to church. And I don't know, they had maybe three or four hundred people. John and his wife decided, we are through with this. We see in the word of God that if we appeal to the Lord, if we soak and saturate in his presence, he will send us what we're hungry for. They were exhausted. And so they dedicated themselves to seek the Lord. Week after week, they spent their entire morning in the presence of the Lord, dedicated to the presence of the Lord, dedicated to asking Him, beseeching Him, worshiping Him, waiting upon Him. All of a sudden, a normal seeming service came. And when He stepped down to minister to people, people just began to fall out. And they didn't get right back up. They didn't push them down. They didn't breathe on them and push them down. They fell under the power of the Holy Ghost that you and I have. When they got up from the floor sometime hours later, people that had been molested, people that had lived in the horrors of sin and debauchery, got up and said, I'm free. Jesus appeared to me and touched me and healed my soul. I am healed. I am whole. I am changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There was a man that in Smithton, Missouri, I can't remember the pastor's name. He and his wife were headed to divorce. And he went, he visited, I believe it was the Brownsville Revival. And something came over him. Wonder what that something was. Now, let me say something to you. We as Pentecostals have a, a, a developed soul. Gospel music singers, many of them have a developed soul. It doesn't mean their spirit is developed, but their soul is developed. That's why they can make you cry or jump when you sing a song, when they sing a song. Come on. 
We have understood that for a long time. And so we can open wide our soul and sing songs and things happen and we do a little jigaboo. But nothing substantial has changed. So we have to go deeper into the Spirit of God, beyond our soul, into the Spirit, man, and let Jesus take over. Glory to God. When he takes over, my soul will sing like it's never sung before. But that work of the Spirit will come out of me, and it will go into somebody, and they will be delivered. You see, as I said last week, we are not working on some type of a spiritual lottery where we pray ten prayers and get a half of one answered. That's not God's will. He said he hears us when we pray. And if I ask him for healing, if I ask him for finance, if I ask him for reconciliation with a loved one, if I ask him to move on a soul, that is his will because his word tells me it is his will. Now, I don't back down when I don't see it in five minutes. I don't back down when I don't see it in five hours. I've got notes that I could, should be following, but I, let me just demonstrate. I love the East Coast of the United States. I really do. The craggy rocks and the breakers that smash up there and the coolness and I just dig it. And I've always thought, man, if I could, if I could live there, I would just die and go to heaven. Well, a man called me up and he said, there is a church. How he knew all about me, I don't know. But he said, there is a church that is available in New Bedford, Massachusetts, which is just a little ways from Boston. I thought, oh, Jesus. And he said, if you want to go there, all I have to do, I'm overseer. All I have to do is say, this is the man. I thought, oh, my God, this is my kind of place. I don't have to be voted on. I don't have to meet a committee. Praise God. Just the man says it and I go. But somewhere inside of me, there was something halting me. I didn't like it. I didn't want it. But it was halting me. I knew what that was. It was the Holy Spirit that was checking me and holding me. Plus, I knew that if if the Lord sent me, he'd have to convince Wick. Ah, uh-huh. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. And she's willing, but the Lord's got to, he's got to really let her husband know. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, so I, I said, oh my God, oh my God. And the guy gave me a deadline. I need to know by, I don't know, next Tuesday. And I said, mm, okay, okay. And so just for a couple of days, I just kind of bask in the what if. Oh, New Bedford. Seaside, lobsters, gorgeous country, lots of history. Wow, we, wow, we, wow, we. And I could just see myself there. An Easterner. <laughs> Delivered from Texas. Hallelujah. 
And so I had to, the deadline was coming up and I had to start praying. (laughs) I didn't want to. I just wanted to say, Lord, I got it. Let me go. So I, I was at a pastor's house and he does some repairs to cars and he was there and I said, Hey, I know you're going to be up under the hood here. May I go into your guest room and pray for a while? He said, yes, you can. So I knew that the Bible said that he hears me when I pray. I knew that if any man lack wisdom, letting him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. That's his word. That's the word I'm living by. So I went in there and I prayed for an hour. I prayed in other tongues. I sang songs to the Lord and I worshiped and I quoted his word to him. He said, uh, bring me in remembrance according to my word. So I did all of those things. And I, I got up, went and checked with my friend. He needed a part. I went to AutoZone, got the part, came back. I said, I need to go back in there again. So I went back in there for the second hour and I laid down on the floor, turned the ceiling fan on and I began to pray again. And I prayed in the spirit and I prayed with understanding and I it was something along this line Lord uh, you know what I really want this but I don't know how to turn my water off it wants it it's it's pushing me my water is pushing me and but I need to know your pleasure about this and so uh, I got up we went and had a little lunch I said I need to go back in there one more time so the third hour I went back in there and I prayed in the spirit and I prayed with the understanding and I told him all over again Lord I need your will I want your will more than I want anything else you see sometimes he's waiting on that he just doesn't want us to just have a casual thing that's a, I can live with it or I can live without it. No, 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 no. I had to have this because if he said yes, praise God, I'm on my way to Boston. But he hadn't said that. And so the brother finished with my car and I got in. I had about a two hour drive home. I could take you to the spot. And I got in my car by myself. I began to pray again. I said, Lord, I'm not turning you loose until I get this answer from you. I need to know. I begin to pray in the spirit. I begin to worship him. I begin to pray with the understanding. And 15 minutes into that fourth hour, I got the download. I mean, it was high speed download and it was no, but with the no came his peace. With the no came his joy. With the no came a solace in my soul. I said that to say, come on, don't back down from his will for your life. Ask him, ask him. He wants you to have it. In scripture, the waters were sweetened as Moses did the act of throwing in the tree. Moses split the waters by raising the staff over the Red Sea and later opened the rock where water came out by the act of smiting the rock. Israel won the battle when Moses' hands were raised, the act of lifting the hands. The people were delivered from the serpent bites by looking at the brazen serpent. There had to be an action to go with the word and what it told them. Praise God. Seem like when I get loud, y'all get rowdy. The Jordan, the first time the Israel crossed some water, 
God made it easy. Split the Red Sea, the water, it was, the, the, it was dry shod. The land was dry. But the next time they cross the water, they got to step up in their faith. They've got to step up in their confidence. And they've got to step up in their activation. What is their activation? The waters of the Jordan, which when they were about to cross into the promised land, would not part. They were at high tide. They were at the flood stage. They would not part until the feet of the priest rested in the water. And sometimes the activation gives you goosebumps. Sometimes it scares you. But deep down inside, if you saturated in God's word, there is an undergirding confidence that what he has said, he's going to take care of it. He is going to do it because let God be true and every man a liar. I am trying to go fast. David defeated the Philistines at one time by the act of waiting on God's sign. The widow's meal barrel did not run out because of the act of feeding the prophet first. There has to be a work to accompany your word, your faith. It has to be there because the gateway to the supernatural will not open until you do God's prescribed work. Let me just go on out on the ice a little bit. I know when we grew up, we we were taught to respect speaking in tongues, not to make light of it. And uh, so therefore, so many of us would not speak with other tongues unless there was a shazam blast of glory that hit us in the neck. And then it would only be a few syllables. Hallelujah. And then if he was merciful, he gave us another crack. Hallelujah. So I wasn't even doing that because I didn't know how. I received the Holy Ghost by accident at nine. You know what that means? I spoke with tongues, but you know, I, okay. Cause I'd got a lot more blessings by weeping and crying when my Sunday school teacher was praying with me. Are y'all out there? You going home? Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so when I received the Holy Ghost, I was thankful that I had now fulfilled the biblical principle of speaking with other tongues. Hallelujah, glory to God. And so I didn't know because in our in our ranks, the way that you spoke with tongues initially and thereafter was if you'd start saying hallelujah real fast. And suddenly your tongue would get trapped and hooked up on your eye tooth and you'd say something funny and they'd say, go with that.
And many of us did and many of us received and were blessed in spite of the cuckoo, the cuckoo instructions that we got. Isn't that right? So, you know, I invited those Shazam moments of the Spirit. Because I knew that bolt was going to set me off. My tongue would take off when I'd feel that. Ha! Hallelujah. And here I'd go for just a few syllables. But then I started studying. Paul said, I will pray with the Spirit. And I will pray with the understanding. And fortunately, the Lord was kind enough to put me in company with people that just talked in tongues from the time they got up in the morning till the time they went to bed at night. And I'm looking at how you do that. I'm listening, you know. And I just pray louder, you know, so they think I was just as anointed as they were. Come on. Praise God. Praise God. And so finally, I begin to understand. I, I, when you speak with tongues the first time, you speak with tongues by faith. I don't care how much feeling goes with it. I don't care how much anointing you have to speak with tongues. You yield your tongue to the Holy Ghost. And you speak as the Spirit gives you utterance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So now I picked up on it. Glory to God. And I pray with the Spirit whether I feel like it or not. I pray with the Spirit if I feel high, if I feel low. Especially when I feel low. Come on. Because the Holy Ghost is praying through me things according to the will of God. I may not know what's going on right then, but He knows and He's doing something through me. So what I'm saying is this, is that folks, we cannot rely on our brother playing the tune that moves us, that stirs us. Oh, Jesus have mercy. If anybody got music to stir you, it's been a hen. Oh, Jesus, pipe organ. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Come on. Amen. Oh, that music just moves you to your toes. Glory to God. Some, you know, some of it. I, I, I don't want to discourage anybody here tonight and everything. But, but listen, we've got to move with the Spirit regardless of if He's playing, if He's sick, if He's gone, if He's died. You've got to come in here. Hallelujah. Daily He loadeth me with benefits. The blessing of the Lord is on my life. This church is destined for revival. This, oh, anytime it's going to happen. The door is going to open and new people are going to flood in here. And I'm not going to cut them off. I'm going to welcome them into this place. You say, how could we handle that? I don't know. It's God's deal. I need to learn some things. I need to be instructed about some things. But, but you know, uh, when babies are coming forth, you know, you just kind of got to stand around. Let it happen. Let the doc take care of things. Pray in the spirit. Fast and pray. Seek the face of God. Glory to God. I believe in organization. Don't get me wrong. We must be organized. We must be ready. We must be proper. And we must have everything in order. But listen, there's a move of the spirit of God that he so desperately wants to bestow on greater life. There's the beginning 
there's a beginning. I wonder if we could all just find a place and join her and support her. Hallelujah. There are others here that the Holy Ghost wants to open your soul, your vocal cords, so that you can pray out prayers. (laughs) Prayers that don't have words. Prayers that have emotions of the Holy Ghost. Prayers that reach the throne of God. Prayers that move heaven. Hallelujah. And bind Satan. Can we lift up our voices now? If you need to move around, move around. Come on. Let's get it. Let's press it. Let's take it in Jesus' name. It belongs to us. It is yours.